Good morning, everybody. This is K-Sig Sheeler, Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. That's right. Today is the third show for the season as the uh, series heads to Las Vegas, Nevada. So this looks to be a great show. Very excited about it. Uh, basically, the, the format of the show is not going to change. Uh, I have an additional segment today, but uh, we'll talk about the Phoenix Rewind. We'll get into the point standings, and then, of course, the, the segment featured for today is going to be money management, and then we'll wrap things up with Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Cobalt 400. So very excited about the show. want to stop again and take a minute to thank R.J. Bell for everything he's doing to, to showcase our podcast here in pregame.com. Uh, you know, he's really helped with uh, establishing the show and, and giving me some goals. And I really want to thank you, RJ. It's, it's uh, great to do the show. I think the show's starting to evolve. We're getting a little bit of a fan base. Uh, and look forward to how this grows over the 36 weeks that we'll be coming to the, re to the rest of the forum here. And then, of course, also Dan, uh, Dan Beebe. Thanks, Dan. You've really been instrumental to help me uh, progress my, my skill level to do the show. It's been uh, something that I've had as a goal for a while now, and finally we're, we're putting this thing together, and I couldn't have done it without either one of you. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And I uh, hope to make you guys proud as we grow and evolve with the show. Uh, but another thing today that's very important we're going to be discussing, and that's money management. I got banged up in Phoenix. We we lost. Uh, we're, we we basically uh, really we won one of our head-to-heads. We got swept basically is what it amounts to. Got swept on the win column. We didn't. You know, we, we were a little overexposed with Carl Edwards on our risk, and I think that it's a good time to talk money management. I'm down a little bit for the year. Uh, if you've been following along to the T, uh, I feel the woes as long as, as well as you do. And uh, so it's time to talk money management. But, uh, you know, I feel really good about where we're at. Uh, as far as this week in Las Vegas, I've, I've, again, I've got a very good card coming for Sunday. Uh, excited about what uh, what Las Vegas has to offer everybody. Uh, and, of course, it's a very important week because it is coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. And, of course, I always feel that I have to do my absolute best each and every week. But really, when they're racing in Las Vegas, I feel it's a duty of mine that I've got to get the forum listeners the absolute best card that's out there because everybody wants to win when they're racing out in Vegas. Um, so we've got that to talk about. But uh, in Phoenix, it was nothing but uh, nothing but Jeff Gordon. You know, we had Carl Edwards. Uh, we had Kyle Busch. Kyle couldn't hold off Jeff in those final ten laps. And Jeff really did have a dominant car that day, and he took home the win. He hadn't won in 66 races, so... You know, he was due, it was just a matter of when he was going to break through, and unfortunately he did it uh, to defeat us. So, you know, 
Hats off to Jeff Gordon and the Rick Hendrick team over there, but uh, you know we were we were disappointed that we didn't we didn't come away with a little bit more uh, to the bankroll on Sunday. Uh, this Sunday they'll be racing uh, from Las Vegas, and, and we'll get into all that information later on as we as we discuss the upcoming week uh, in the final segment of the show. Uh, but for now, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Thanks for coming back. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler pregame.com and you're listening to nascar weekly for the first part of the segment of the show uh it is the phoenix rewind and of course everybody knows jeff gordon and the number 24 drive in hunger car uh won the subway fresh fit 500 uh from phoenix international raceway it was his first win in 66 races uh the last time that he'd won was out in texas at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway in April of 09. So uh, this win marked his 83rd career win, uh, ties him fifth all-time in the win column uh, with Cale Yarbrough. So, you know, obviously Jeff Gordon having a Hall of Fame career. Uh, I know that uh, Rick Hendrick and everybody over there, Alan Gustafson, the crew chief, which marked a fifth crew chief the Garden had ever raced with and won. So, you know, he's been around for a long time. Uh, I think it's close to 20 years. I don't have it right off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, just a, an exceptional career Jeff Gordon has had. I know they were very excited to win. Uh, he did lead the most laps on the day. Uh, he passed Kyle Busch with about nine, eight or nine to go and pulled away and he was really just a dominant car down the end of the stretch of course everybody knows you know there was a there's a wreck involving uh, our boy carl edwards the pole sitter around uh, lap 59 he ended up finishing 28th but uh, really a disappointment for for us and a disappointment i know for all you guys following along so uh you know that happens. There, there's going to be races where you have the best car and you get uh, on the wrong end of something. There will be other times where you will benefit from being uh, on the other end of an accident that you actually benefit from. So, unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of it, and that's what goes on in NASCAR betting: is uh, you, you get some equipment failure or you get in a big wreck. And your your day's pretty much done, and everything you've got invested just goes down the drain. So, you know that's kind of what NASCAR is all about. I mean, it's like that with the drivers. These teams, uh, they try to put their best their best foot forward each and every week. Uh, you know, and and sometimes they come away with victory, and sometimes they don't. But you know, hats off to Jeff Gordon. He got the win. Uh, I am going to talk a little bit about money management. Uh, in the third segment of the show today because uh, we are down on the year and I think it's uh, very important at this point to discuss uh, money management. We'll get into all that later on, but uh, basically for the standings out there and how they finished, uh, Kyle Busch did manage to come in second behind Jeff Gordon, and then, of course, there was Jimmy Johnson. Of course, you know we discussed it last week on the show. Jimmy Johnson 
you know, at Phoenix, a dominant driver. I didn't really like who he was matched up against in the wins. I didn't think he would get the win this past week because I really thought it was going to be Carl. Uh, I thought Kyle had an opportunity. He'd been the dominant guy out there winning the uh, winning both events prior to that uh, with the uh, truck series and the nationwide series. So, you know, uh, Kyle Busch and, and, you know, Toyota had not won in Phoenix. So I was really hoping that Kyle Busch may hold off for us uh, down the stretch and at least get a, a win. But it didn't happen. Uh, I kind of made some mistakes that uh, are unusual for me this past week. I had, I didn't, I didn't really put Kyle up against anybody on the head-to-heads. I didn't like who they had him matched up, just like I said with Jimmy Johnson. I didn't like who they were matched up against, so I couldn't put those dominant drivers uh, on my head-to-head card. So uh, you know, still disappointing week, but uh, we'll get a turnaround. No problems there. Uh, but uh, how it finished out there in Phoenix, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson. Then there was Kevin Harvick, fourth, Ryan Newman, fifth. Casey Kane, nice finish, nice run for him. He came up there, finished sixth. Tony Stewart, seventh. Kurt Busch, eighth. A.J. Allmendinger, ninth. And then, of course, Dale Earnhardt to round out the top ten out there. Uh, we discussed the, the wreck uh, with uh, Carl Edwards, but there was a big wreck around lap 67 that it was involved uh, 13 different cars uh, and they caused the race to go down for about 15 minutes on a red flag for uh, while they cleaned up the track but all in all on the day there was uh, 28 lead changes among 12 drivers and uh, you know unfortunately this Phoenix race uh, more cautions than we'd seen out there in a long time uh, eight cautions 43 laps it was, uh, it, you know, it was one of those days where, uh, you know, it either paid off for you big or, or you really got the wrong end of it. So uh, Jeff Gordon, though, takes home the Subway Fresh Fit 500. It was his 83rd uh, Cup Series win. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. You know, uh, a career a career that uh, will go down in history. He will be in the Hall of Fame. I guarantee you that. Uh, Chevrolet posted its 15th Phoenix victory, the most by any maker. Uh, and, you know, again, as I'd mentioned in the show last week, uh, you know, Toyota and Dodge had never won out there. So, you know, it was it was one of those days that uh, we were hoping to, to walk away with a, with a win on the Toyota, but it didn't happen. Um, some other guys I thought felt that, uh, you know, unfortunate Clint Boyer went down, uh, you know, Jeff Burton got banged up pretty hard again. So, you know, we, we didn't have anything on those guys and I was very happy that we didn't, uh, uh I, I was kind of thinking that maybe it was a week to go against those folks, uh, but they didn't make the card when it came down to it. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick rebounded. He had, uh, uh, he had a spin out uh, around that lap 59, uh, and uh, you know he ended up coming in fourth. So it was a good run for Kevin Harvick. Of course, he he's always run well in Phoenix, and so does Ryan Newman run well in Phoenix. So you know you know some of the dominant drivers that have run well in Phoenix were there. You know I think some guys were betting uh, against Kyle Busch that he would finish lower than I think it was eighth because of the fact that. Uh, He's he's he has the history in Phoenix of starting out there up front uh, and then falling back and not finishing very well 
uh, and it looked like it could possibly go that way early on. He was he was loose, and of course he caused the wreck with Carl Edwards that uh, took everything down uh, for us on the day. But uh, you know that was one of those things. That's just the, that's just the way it goes in NASCAR. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Johnson, he really needed that race to get back up there with some points. Uh, you know, it's early on in the season. Points don't mean a lot. Dale Earnhardt, real good run from Dale. Uh, of course, we had Joey Logano to overcome him in a head-to-head. -head. It, it didn't work out. Logano got banged up in that big wreck. And uh, so uh, our head-to-heads did not fare very well this week. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but, uh, you know, Andy Lally, uh, 31st, uh, he was the highest finishing rookie. Uh, Kyle Busch right now is the leader in the point standings over his brother Kurt as they head to Las Vegas. And uh, we'll be talking again in Las Vegas in the final segment of the show. Uh, you know, some of the guys, uh, basically there was there was a lot, of, a lot of penalties that took place since I think there was eight lucky dogs due to the cautions that we had. Um, so basically, that was everything that you need to know about what, what happened out there in Phoenix. Uh, congratulations to anybody that had money on Jeff Gordon. I think he, he went off anywhere from 12 to 15 to 1. So real good bet for you folks. Uh, congratulations on the win if you did have him. Uh, but again, uh, this is K-Sig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler. Pregame.com, you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. For the second segment of the show, it's time to discuss the point standings. We'll talk about the point standings in all three of the series, uh, Sprint Cup, the uh, Nationwide Series, and then, of course, the uh, Camping World Truck Series. Uh, in the Sprint Cup Series, Kyle Busch is your leader uh, ahead of his brother, Kurt Busch, as they head into their hometown, Las Vegas, for the race this week. Uh, both those drivers are the only ones with uh, multiple top ten finishes. Uh, neither one with a win, but they both got uh, top, each have a top five and both have a top ten finish. So that is the reason why they're up front. Uh, I think that's what the objective of the new point standings is, is that it's going to benefit drivers that have really good runs, not necessarily have to win, but they are consistently in the top 10 for finishes. Of course, top five finishes are going to just add more points to the total if you get any of the lead laps, or if you lead more laps than anybody else, you're going to get some extra points. But that's basically what it is. But as it is, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch second, Tony Stewart third, A.J. Allmendinger tied with him in third. Jeff Gordon rounds out top five. Then we've got Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte. Too bad for Bobby. He didn't have a great run out in Phoenix. I uh, like Carl Edwards, but, they, but uh, you know, he had a great run in Daytona. He's up there in seventh. It's good to see his name up there. He's had some success in past years uh, out in Las Vegas, so don't count on old Bobby Labonte. Uh, Ryan Newman is eighth. Juan Montoya, ninth. David Gilliland is 10th, and then Paul Menard and Carl Edwards rounds out the uh, chase for the comp. So if they were to cut things off today and they were going to race for the chase, 
Paul Menard, David Gilliland, uh, Juan Montoya would all be there along with Bobby Labonte and A.J. Allmendinger. So some names uh, that you're not used to seeing up there. And I think that's what's great and competitive about what we've got going on uh, in the sport. So, uh, Jimmy Johnson's 13th, Denny Hamlin follows him. And then Casey Kane, Martin Truex Jr., and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is uh, 17th. Uh, some of the names not faring so well on the year right now. Jeff Burton, uh, David Rudiman, neither one of those two having really very good runs uh, in either one of the races. Of course, everybody knows Jeff Burton had engine failure in Daytona, and then he got in a big wreck uh, out in Phoenix. So, you know, really good car, but uh, he's sitting in uh, 32nd place right now. Of course, Greg Biffle also, 28th, not running so well. Jamie McMurray, 26th. So there's a few of the drivers that are going to have to turn some things around. In the Nationwide Series, uh, you've got Reed Sorensen, followed by Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Jason Leffler, and Danica Patrick, fourth, Joe Nemechek, fifth. So that's those are the top five. And then Eric uh, Almarola, Mike, uh, Mike Bliss, Justin Algar, Kenny Wallace, and Jeremy Clements rounds out the Nationwide Top Ten. Over in the Truck Series, Matt Crafton, Clay Rogers, Cole Witt, Johnny Sauter, Timothy Peters, Austin Dillon, uh, Jeff Earnhardt, Mac, Max Pappas is up front uh, in the eighth spot. Miguel Paluto is ninth, and Ron Hornaday is tenth. So that's point standings in the other two series. But we are not going to spend too much time talking about the truck series quite yet or the uh, nationwide series. Uh, the main focus, again, is on the Sprint Cup Championship Series, where we have Kyle Busch, your leader, followed by his brother Kurt Busch as they get ready to go back to their hometown, Las Vegas, Nevada, this upcoming week. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler, pregame.com. You're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. And for this segment of the show, I want to talk about money management. Money management is a very crucial part of any time you want to start gambling on sports uh, because you need to maintain a specific risk exposure strategy when you go to bet on any kind of sport, whether it's basketball, football, uh, in this case, it's, we're talking about NASCAR, and you need to begin each season, as I've mentioned before, you guys, I can't stress it enough, you have to start with a betting bankroll. That is a specific dollar amount that you have available to yourself that's disposable income for you to go about betting uh, from this bankroll throughout the year. Again, myself, mine's grown over the years. It didn't start out very large. It starts out small. You grow your bankroll up over periods of time. You know, some folks have disposable income that they can go in with a large amount. Others, not so much. But you have to have a specific dollar amount that you begin the season with. That's called your bankroll. From that, you're going to have a specific amount of risk, maximum amount of risk, each and every uh, day that you go to about betting on a sport, well, again, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, you have to have a specific dollar amount, and then you're going to have to break down by percentages the maximum percentage you're willing to risk at any one time. 
you need to determine the maximum amount of exposure for an entire day and you should not exceed that exposure so for instance if you're gonna bet on uh, three baseball games or three head-to-heads you know you've got to set and say well the maximum that I'm gonna bet is say six percent or eight percent of my bankroll so you may have four plays in there each maybe being two percent or whatever the determined amount that you're gonna risk on those but that should be the maximum amount of money that you're willing to risk as a total exposure on the day and so you know that's what we do myself what I've done and found very successful over the years is I'll risk a maximum of 3.3% on my win bets. Uh, usually the 0.3% the is left over for long shot bets. So I'll, I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll risk up to 3% in the win bets. Last week we had uh, Carl Edwards, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, and, and then you know we throw in a couple of, of uh, long shots, uh, like Greg Biffle or, or, or you know, whoever it is. It doesn't matter who it is. But in uh, the maximum that I could ever put out in one day would be 3.3%. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do that each and every time that you go about betting. You know, that's all based on how you handicap uh, each day and determine, okay, I'm going to put 2%. I'm going to risk 2% on the win bets, or I'm going to do 1.5. I don't feel really strong about uh, any specific driver. I like these three drivers, but I'm not going to put a lot out there. I'm only going to risk 1% combined on my uh, win bets. So those are the things that you need to keep in mind uh, when it comes to betting uh, with this bankroll that I keep talking about. And then one of the other things that I do is I get into a maximum risk on the head-to-head -head bets. Uh, for myself right now, at this point of the season, I'm willing to risk 8.6% combined on all my head-to-head -head, um, matchups. So I may have two head-to-head matchups that I really, really like, and I have to, and that's all I'm going to bet. That doesn't mean I got to bet 8.6%. You know, it again. It's determining on how where I see there's value in the line that the book is offering determines where I place that head-to-head -head risk at. It might be uh, a forty percent bet of that eight point six percent. That's a pretty strong play. That means I'm taking forty percent of that eight point six percent to bet on this one head-to-head -head matchup, and you know, but combined total combination of max risk would be 8.6%. Now, if you start winning and you get to a specific percentage that you've increased your bankroll to, let's say 15%, you're up 15% on the year, well, you can decide to increase your risk on your head-to-heads or your wins, uh, or you can just go ahead and add that dollar amount into your bankroll and start uh, betting on the percentage of a new bankroll you've added to the bankroll so now instead of being $10,000 bankroll you've got an $11,000 bankroll and that's where you're able to start pressing the bets and uh, that's where you are able to get greater returns on your investments uh, so the times that you're performing well and you're up a specific percentage I use 15 percent uh, if I get up 15 percent I'll make a decision either uh, increase my wagering amount on the head-to-heads or I'll go ahead and add the dollar amount that I'm up to my bankroll and continue to bet at the same percentages that I was before. Now on the other side, 
which is in the case we're getting very close to being there. Uh, I think we're down 9.6%, if I'm not mistaken, or 9. I think it's 9.4% on the year. Now, if I have a losing week this week in Las Vegas, and that sets me back to where, let's say, I'm at uh, minus 16% on the year, well, guess what i got to do? I've got to go in now and start betting uh, with that new bankroll dollar amount. So my dollar amounts that I used to risk at 1% would now be less. So let's say my original 1% wager was, uh, in this case, $1,000. Well, now that I'm, I've, I've reduced my bankroll by a certain amount of money because I've been losing, that same 1% bet doesn't re render a $1,000 wager. It renders a, an $800 wager or a $750 wager, whatever the dollar amounts are. But using percentages are key to being able to uh, manage your risk in a, in a way that you're not overexposed or under, you know, you're not, um, you're wagering enough to get yourself a little bit of a return in the event of a win. And now one of the things that I'm going to be looking at moving forward that I've never employed, and that is setting a specific percentage amount combined on any one driver so let's I, I sometimes I'll have a guy up there in the wind bet column and on the head-to-head -head. but I should not overexpose myself uh, somewhat I did this week with Carl Edwards I think we had him up there we were risking 3.5 percent total combined risk on Carl Edwards you know that's a large amount of money. We felt that strong about Carl Edwards. Unfortunately, he didn't he didn't come through for us. But I'm going to look at doing that moving forward for the rest of the year. Where uh, I haven't determined the amount yet. I'll have to take a look at what the numbers render. But uh, there's not going to be one race moving forward that I overexpose myself on one driver to where I exceed a specific percentage combined in the win column or in the head-to-head -head column. I don't know what the amount will be yet. It will be a percentage. Uh, chances are it'll be around 3% is what I'm, I'm anticipating that I'll figure that out to be. But that's kind of one of those things that you have to keep in mind moving forward. Uh, you get down, you need to reduce your bankroll so that the amount that you're betting is, is less, so that you're not. And then once you've increased your bankroll back up to your originating start point, you could go back to you know, risking on that original bankroll, or you can continue to do what you're doing until you get a 10 or 15% gain on that bankroll. Now, I bet on win bets, and then I also bet on head-to-heads. I have a specific percentage amount in the wins that I'll bet combined, 3.3%, and in the win, or excuse me, in the head-to-head -head columns, the max all risk right now is 8.6%. Now, in the past, when we've been rolling along and we've been making a lot of money, I'll increase from that 8.6% to 10.8%. And that just allows me to put more money out on the head-to-head. -head. So if I'm winning a lot and I'm starting to hit these numbers, then I need to press the book. And the way that I'm going to do that is by increasing the amount that I bet on each one of my races. I'll continue to use the same strategies, but you know I want to maintain my risk as not to overexpose myself where I go into a race and there's so much that I like 
that, oh, I, I pound the book for 15%, and the next thing I know, I'm down 15%, 20%. You know, you can't do that. It's a recipe for disaster. You have to have a specific amount that you have declared ahead of time. You have to stick to that each and every week, uh, and that's, that's just good money management. So hopefully you've, you've taken a little bit away from this part of the show, and, and moving forward, it'll be nothing but, uh, nothing but good things for you. If you're using this uh, example to, to help you win betting on baseball, I just hope that it, it's of some beneficial uh, information for you. Get in the forums, ask some questions, let me know what you got going on. I'm here to help. Again, this is Kasig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, welcome back to the show. Again, it is NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, Kasig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Now it's on to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, where Sunday, March 6th, they'll run the Cobalt Tools 400. Uh, that race begins at 314 Eastern Time on Fox, with radio coverage being heard on Performance Racing Network and, of course, Sirius NASCAR Network Channel 128. Uh, the the uh, qualifying for this race will take place Friday at 6.30 Eastern Time. You can catch that on the Speed Channel with the uh, final happy hour practice occurring at 1.10 Eastern on Saturday. You'll be able to re-watch uh, that on a replay on Speed at 6 o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday night. So that's what we've got going on. Uh, there will be also racing nationwide uh, in Las Vegas this week, so it'll be nationwide and Sprint Cup, and uh, basically that's what we've got going on out there. Last year, Jimmy Johnson, uh, in February, he won uh, with Kevin Harvick, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, and Matt Kenseth rounding out the top five. Of course, Gordon led the majority of laps in that race. He was uh, he was the dominant driver that day, but Jimmy Johnson did end up winning that race. Uh, Gordon led 219 out of the 267 laps, but he really just couldn't hold off Jimmy Johnson down the stretch. Uh, similar to Phoenix, uh, out here in Las Vegas, similar to Phoenix, Jimmy Johnson leads all drivers with the most wins. Um, Jeff Gordon, however, leads all drivers with the most laps led. Matt Kenseth also is second in laps led, and he's also second in uh, in wins. So those have been your drivers that have, have been faring very well in Las Vegas. You've got Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, a couple other guys to name. Jeff Burton's performed well out here. Of course, a little caveat to that, uh, the times that Jeff Burton has won in Las Vegas, he was driving the 99 car. Of course, everybody knows that's the car that Carl Edwards is in. And so it's it's not a big surprise that Jimmy Johnson comes in as the favorite of the race in Las Vegas at 4.5 to 1. Carl Edwards is next at 5 to 1, followed by Kyle Busch at 6 to 1. Now, those lines will vary a little bit at each shop. It is very important for you to get the absolute best lines that are out there. Um, I, I These are just 
the excuse me the opening posted lines at the Las Vegas Hilton uh, that I look at as the week begins to compare what my numbers are to what the big board has. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, neither with a win here in Vegas, but interesting point that they have the largest start-to-finish differential in the series. So what I mean by that is they start further back in the pack, uh, but they have the greatest average win a finish, excuse me, not win, so that they, they have the less lesser starting position and the greater finishing position. They have the greatest differential, so they're making up the most spots from their start to finish. Uh, that Again, that's Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Neither with a win, but they, they have the biggest differential in start to finishes. So you've got to take a look at those two guys. They run uh, fairly well on these style of tracks, too, these intermediate uh, oval tracks. The uh, Las Vegas is an intermediate track, and we will take a look at uh, some of those statistics. Uh, this week, you'll probably see me scale back on my head-to-heads a little bit, but I'm going to find two, possibly three, that I feel really good about that I'm going to have on the card. Now, I don't know what they'll be yet. We, we don't see what those matchups are till a little bit later in the week, but I feel very confident about my ability uh, out here in Las Vegas. We need to stay out of the wrecks. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to not risk, as I had mentioned in the previous episode or in the previous segment, we're not going to have excess uh, risk port risk out there with win bets and our head-to-head bets. So you may see me with two guys in the win column and two head-to-heads. I don't know that I'll have. Uh, I'm going to be trying very hard to stay away from from them being the same driver that I have to win and have on a head-to-head. But it, you just, but you have to bet what the book offers you compared to what you you know how you handicap these races. So if if they're offering you that head to head and you feel that confident with a driver, let's say we we decided we were going to back Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton was running well. He needs to have a good win here. I will be looking at Jeff uh, because I think the last time out he finished 11th, if I'm not mistaken. But you know he's he runs well in Las Vegas. He's had two disappointing races. They really need to get it turned around in a quick hurry. So you know he's he's a, he's a good driver to be looking at this week um you know we haven't had much success with jeff but uh you know i still believe in jeff and i think that that team will get things turned around out there uh but anyway jimmy johnson like i said is the favorite four and a half to one followed by carl edwards at five to one and then uh, kyle bush is next at six to one a few of the other drivers that are performing well that also have uh decent odds of course, Jeff Gordon is listed at ten to one. Greg Biffle twelve to one. So, a little interesting thing about Greg Biffle there. Uh, he has not run well at all to begin the year, and they moved him up. He this is his lowest number yet uh, at twelve to one. He's been in the twenties the last two races. So, uh, Matt Kenseth. 15 to 1. Matt Kenseth has had a lot of success running out there in Las Vegas. He had a good run this last week in Phoenix. Surprised me. 
uh, he, you know, he he ousted our top head-to-head. -head. I had uh, Greg Biffle over Kenseth out in Phoenix, and uh, Kenseth was by far the better driver, better team that day. And uh, you can catch him for this Las Vegas race at fifteen to one. So those are some pretty good odds. Uh, that that's looking like a long shot to me right now. Um, Clint Boyer. Though never won here, he's run okay. He's he's done fairly well. Uh, Clint Boyer is a twenty-five to one. Jeff Burton is also twenty-five to one. Mark Martin, he's had a couple of wins in Las Vegas, twenty-five to one. So, you know, those are some of the drivers I'll be looking at uh, for the long shots. Uh, Tony Stewart comes in at twelve to one, just like Kevin Harvick, twelve to one. So uh, basically, that's kind of running down the board and what we've got uh, uh, for. For Las Vegas, a few interesting facts uh, for Vegas. Kyle Busch is the only driver ever to win from the pole. So there's been 13 races, and only one time has a, has a, a driver ever won from the pole. That was in the 09 race that Kyle Busch uh, won from the pole. Jimmy Johnson, I think, led all laps in that race, but Kyle Busch carried the way, the win. So uh, another thing, too, out of those 13 races, only... Five of the 13 race winners started in the top 10. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is starting position is not all that vital out here in Las Vegas. Strategy, again, comes into play out here down the stretch, taking two tires over four. Do we go with half a can of gas? Do we just top off and fuel and not even go with any tires? It'll be, a, it'll be an interesting strategy. Um, guys will be jockeying around to try to try to get up front but, you know, basically, right now we're seeing uh, with these tires, we're not having the same kind of troubles we had last season. And guys, earlier on in the race, knowing there's going to be other caution laps, are choosing to uh, sometimes go with two tires. Sometimes they're not going with any tires. So you could be starting out in the 25th spot. Uh, which, by the way, is the worst starting position to ever win a race in Las Vegas, and that was Matt Kenseth, uh, started 25th and won the race. Uh, so there's been some drivers that have won from the from the uh, from the 20 or worse position. There's been some guys outside the top 10 uh, as well that have won the majority of these races. So it just proves that you don't have to be up front at the start of the race. Good strategy. Good uh, pit, uh, good pit strategy will get you up front in a hurry, and then of course you know out here in Las Vegas, clean air again will be a big deal. So you want to get up front and race from the front because uh, you know clean air always is a big deal. Uh, it, it becomes more vital when you get out there into uh, tracks like uh, California. But uh, you know it's it's very important to to keep those things in mind uh, as you get ready for. Uh, this weekend. Uh, taking into account recent races in Las Vegas, Jeff Gordon, uh, he's had some he's had some success. Clint Boyer's had some success. Kevin Harvick has also had some success uh, with some recent runs out there. Jeff Gordon, though, is your lap leader uh, with like the last the last two races from Las Vegas. He is the big lap leader, of course. He led the majority of those laps uh, last year. So basically that wraps up the show. I'll be taking a look at uh, a lot of those drivers that I mentioned. And basically 
you'll be able to catch as always in the forums my entire race day card on Sunday if you're if you've been with me and you're losing I just ask you to stick with the plan because we are going to come away with some big wins time we're due this is uh this is the race I believe that we're going to get things back on track and recover some of these losses but uh you know down 9% on the season I really feel that uh the 25% goal is very attainable we'll get that uh within a we'll get up there within a couple of weeks when we have some wins next week we're going to be off so we will not ha have a show next week we will be coming to you the following week from bristol tennessee again thanks everybody for listening this is ksig sheeler pregame.com and you're listening to nascar weekly mm -hmm.